Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Tracy Morgan in with you. So nice to have you. Of course, this is our time of our day that we get to sit and chat with great professionals in and around the area. And today is our day with the Butler Health System, and we're going to be talking with a specialist in urology about a particular issue that, uh, men, you want to pay attention to this. So we'll get into that in just a moment. Dr. Anthony DiMatteo is with us, and we'll welcome him into the program in just a moment. Let me first give you all the different ways that you can listen, because, of course, you do have us on the radio. Love you for listening to it, but I know that times have changed, and a lot of you don't even have a radio anymore. That's okay. We have uh, made sure that we have the app that you could put on your smartphone. You can listen that way. Alexa Power Devices. You just say, Alexa, play WISR 680. That's all you need to do. You have us online, so if you want to go to our website of WISR680.com, you're going to first see Listen Live. So if you want to listen live, click that button. But if you want to listen to this at a later time, that will be on our podcast page. So what you'd have to do is pick Programs, then Let's Talk, and then look for the Butler Health System, and it'll be right there for you, okay? So all the different ways I think are covered. Class, you can put your computers away. because No, 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 don't, because if you're listening via computer, I guess that'd be a problem now, wouldn't it? Huge problem. All right, so uh, Dr. Anthony DiMatteo is on the phone with me. Hello, doctor. How are you doing today? Good morning, Tracy. Thank you for having me this morning. Pleasure I, to speak with you. I'm glad that you're here today. I, I think uh, I'm checking off all the doctors I've gotten to talk to in the past six months. <laughs> <laughs> so That's exactly right. Right, right. So you are on my list now. Great. But uh, you do come to the table today with a pretty serious topic, and so I want to make sure that we reflect the serious nature of this. But you're here to talk about um, Eurolift, which is something you can explain, uh, which is the procedure that has to do with BPH. But first explain to folks what is BPH. BPH is a condition that affects uh, many men. Uh, it stands for benign prostatic hyperplasia. And as men age, uh, many men, uh, their prostate continues to grow in size. Uh, and that affects their ability to urinate. <clears throat> uh, BPH affects uh, almost 50% of men over the age of 50 and upwards of 90% of men over the age of 80. Uh, but the reason I wanted to come on the show today is a lot of men don't like to talk about it, um, and they're too shy to identify the symptoms and mention it to their doctor. So I wanted to make sure men realize that uh, what their symptoms are are, um, are common uh, and that there's stuff that we can do about it. Then let me ask you, the growth that you're talking about, is that a very normal human bodily function, or is that because the, the body is um, unhealthy, if you will? Well, it's all part of a normally no, normal bodily function, um, but uh, as, the, as the prostate grows, it starts to kind of choke off the flow of urine. So I guess let me take a step back here okay. for just a second. Mm -hmm. A lot of men probably don't realize, uh, they probably know they have a prostate, but they don't know what it is. Uh, and it's a small walnut-sized gland that sits below their bladder. Now, the bladder stores urine, um, and then in order to empty their bladder, it flows out through the urethra. The urethra runs through the middle of the prostate. The prostate gland, its job is to make semen for reproduction, um, and so as that grows larger, um, it can choke off the flow of urine. 
So what a lot of men will notice, uh, what their symptoms may be, is that their urinary frequently, they, they start voiding more frequently. Uh, they may wake up uh, throughout the night. Uh, a lot of men will say that they wake up every one to two hours, uh, which is really bothersome. You can't get a good night's sleep, and it bothers your spouse or your partner. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, they, they come to me exhausted. Um, other symptoms, <clears throat> they may just feel like their bladder is really full. They may feel like they can't empty all of the way. Uh, they may say that their stream is really weak, that they have to force their, their urine out. Um, and sometimes actually have trouble starting or stopping the flow. Sometimes uh, it's, it's too hard to control, and uh, they feel like they can't even run to the grocery store or go to a sporting event or go sit through a movie without feeling embarrassed that they have to run to a bathroom. Um, and, and so, yeah, so it's, it's not a, it's not a, it, there's nothing wrong with the bodily function. It's just the, the fact that it's happening too much, uh, and it really starts impacting men's quality of life. Now, when you say when, it, ha- when it happens too much, let me ask you this, because if men don't pay attention to this, how often is too much? Because if, if you're going day by day by day and not emptying the bladder, what is that doing to the rest of the body? That's really where we need to do an evaluation in our office. There's two things. Sometimes we just have, you know we have to sit down and talk to patients and say, you know, some men are just taking in too much fluid, and that's causing their frequency. Um, but if it's a storage problem, you know, we do meet some men that have put these symptoms off for so long that their bladder has become overdistended. <clears throat> They're not able to urinate at all. Uh, and you could potentially, uh, in the most severe case, go into kidney failure. Um, other less severe issues would be recurrent infections, uh, developing stones, uh, d- developing stones in the bladder, or getting recurrent bleeding uh, in the urinary tract as well. So definitely, if you start to get the symptoms early on, don't be afraid to raise your hand and say, I need to go talk to somebody about it, because we're trying to prevent this from becoming a larger sure. issue down the road. Well, and I, I just I'm trying to picture though, if the urine isn't emptying, does it soak back into your body? It has to go somewhere. Uh, it's just, the bladder becomes overdistended. It's like a balloon. Oh, the okay. The bladder is a balloon, okay. and uh, uh, it's it just picture picture filling up water balloons. Um, you can fill it up a little bit, uh, or you can fill it up a lot. Um, now, the, the the bladder is uh, really fancy in the way that it, it's hard to pop the bladder, um, unlike a water balloon, but um, it can become over-distended. Uh, most bladders can hold about four to 500 milliliters, or about half a liter. Uh, but if somebody can't pee, that, mo- that volume may increase drastically. And, uh, you know, I have seen people with over one and a half liters or two liters in their bladder. So no, your body doesn't reabsorb it; it just overstretches the bladder. So if you get to that point, are you in pain? Are you able to walk? Yeah, Do you feel usually, a lump? Usually when... they're in pain, and uh, at that point, the, the patients are in the emergency department. Ah, okay. uh, you know, with, with their 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 belly and their pelvis hurt pretty bad, and uh, they they have immediate relief once we're able to drain that. What is the next step in this? Okay, so let's say we're not at the emergency room, but maybe we know something is wrong, and the men come to you for for treatment. What's the next step in this? So what we do, um, you know, one, you know, I like to focus on men kind of earlier on in the whole progression of symptoms. You know, really when they're just starting to realize maybe it's affecting their quality of life, there's probably nothing seriously wrong yet, um, but 
you know, it's starting to annoy them. It's starting to annoy their partner. It's affecting their quality of life and their daily activities. And so all they need to do is come see a urologist. Um, and there's, there's simple tests that we do. Um, and, uh, you know, we test the urine, make sure it's not infected, make sure there's no blood in the urine. We can do a scope test to actually look at the prostate anatomy. We can measure how large the prostate is. Um, and, and then we can talk about, you know, really what the treatment options are. Um, and I talk to men, men with their symptoms that are only kind of mildly bothersome. They don't need to have anything done. You know, I, I tell men uh, sometimes it's better to have all the information, right? So at least I can tell you what your options are, um, and then they can decide what's right for them. And that may simply be doing nothing and just watching to see if symptoms get worse, being prepared to intervene if symptoms get worse. Uh, number two would be trying a medication. And there are medications that can relax the prostate. And so it is less, there's, there's less resistance to the passage of urine out from the bladder. Now, I, I want to mention a couple things about medications. Um, over the last uh, couple decades, medications have become really one of the more popular treatments for BPH. Uh, and that's because, and in a little bit we'll talk about some of the surgical options for BPH, um, but uh, medications became popular because it helped men avoid surgery. Um, but a lot of men don't like taking the medications uh, for a couple reasons. One, some men will complain of dizziness or some weakness. Um, they will, if they stand up too quickly, their blood pressure can, can drop, and occasionally they can get really faint and have to sit down. Uh, certainly in the elderly populations, we worry about falls. Uh, and then the other main issue that really bothers men is it can change some of their sexual function. Um, and that's less of an issue for some men, um, but more of an issue for others. And a lot of men um, will discontinue taking the medications because of those side effects. We've estimated that over 1.3 million men have been on medications for BPH, but have stopped taking it because they didn't like the side effects or it didn't work well enough to improve their symptoms. So do that they... Is a lot of men yeah. that could benefit from other treatment. And do they end up back in your office then? I mean, not all of those men, of course, but the men in this area, if they stop taking the medication, I can't imagine that would be helping their, their body. It doesn't help their body. And... Uh, uh, some of them, uh, if they don't realize that there's more that we can do, don't come back. Um, other men are just too bashful to say that they don't like the medication. Uh, and so, you know, this, this is a, a discussion that, um, you know, it, we're trying to empower patients so they know that there are other, al there are other alternatives that is uh, worthwhile coming back to have a discussion about. And I want to talk about those other options because they are important, but do you think that that's one thing that holds them back from coming to you in the first place is, one, they don't know about options, and two, when you talk about tests and their simple tests, the imagination goes wild on tests on the body are not necessarily comfortable. That is exactly right. Uh, even when I'm telling people what the, tw what the test that we're going to do uh, they, they, they look at me cross-eyed, like, you, you've got to be kidding me. But the reality is, is you know, urology has been taking care of men for decades, uh, and we figured out how to do these tests as, as, with as little discomfort as possible. Uh, and most men, as soon as we're done, they look at me and say, that was it? Uh, <laughs> they can't believe how, uh, how benign 
the testing is uh, and very well tolerated. You know, we're, we're not in the business of making people worse. We're in the business of making people better. And when you say benign, I know you weren't talking about cancer, but let me ask you about that before we go into the other options, because as soon as you start talking about prostate, a lot of individuals will automatically think, is this cancerous? Is this what this means? Can you touch on that issue for a moment? Absolutely. Excellent question. And uh, in, in, in fact, it's so important to emphasize that they even put it in the name of the disease process, benign prostatic hyperplasia. It is, it is a type of cell growth, but it is not cancerous cell growth. Um, it, it will not spread. It will not metastasize. It will not kill you. Uh, it really boils down to what we talked about at the beginning, really affecting medical wellness and your kidney, your kidney health and your comfort level um, and, and quality of life. And so, no, it, it will not harm or kill you. We're not talking about uh, cancer-related issues here. When people talk about prostate cancer, and goodness, we could have a whole discussion about that sometime, but, you know, we talk about prostate surgery, and that's radical prostate surgery, where we remove the entire prostate. And that has far more side effects and risks associated with it. And I think that's one of the other reasons that men are afraid to even talk about it, because they hear people that have been treated for prostate cancer. And while, while we do much better with those treatments now uh, than we did even a couple decades ago, you know, there are still side effects. And men want to minimize minimize the, any of those side effects uh, throughout their life. Um, and so, yes, this is a benign prostate. And interestingly, we don't really know what causes it. Uh, we think it's a relationship between the hormones in your body as you get older. Um, and a lot of men will ask me, is there something that I can do to either make it better or prevent it from getting worse throughout my life? And we don't know. The urology community does not know. There are not, there are not good recommendations besides what we'll talk about here in a little bit uh, to prevent this from happening. It is, it is a disease process that can happen normally in your body. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong or have done anything wrong. Um, just besides, you know, good, solid recommendation about making sure you eat a balanced diet and stay active. And we know that that makes a difference in so many different aspects of the body, and it helps the urinary tract and the prostate as well. But besides that, there's nothing that patients will have done that will have caused this. Dr. Anthony DiMatteo is with us. His specialty is urology. We're talking about BPH and the options that you have. And so since we've already talked about medications, men, if you don't like the medications, there are options out there for you. So where do you want to take us first, Dr. DiMatteo, when we're talking about other options? Well, I, w I want to talk about, uh, historically, uh, the primary treatment option for men that didn't do well with medications was something called a TERP, a transurethral resection of the prostate. That is a, also a minimally invasive treatment option, and it's actually a really nice uh, surgical procedure that has worked really well for men for decades. Um, uh, but there are some downsides that we'll talk about. Uh, and, and like everything we're going to talk about here, it, it's not one size fits all. Uh, and, it, and during the evaluation in our office, we'll, we'll talk about what option may be right for the individual patient. But the, the, the transurethral resection 
we actually remove uh, part of the prostate tissue on the inside. It's like taking the apple core out of the apple. Um, It's not like prostate cancer surgery where you remove the entire prostate. You're just removing the inside portion of it. Uh, That enlarges the channel so it's easier to pee. Uh, There's less resistance to flow. Um, Typically with this, um, you know, the, the... Patients achieve a a much stronger flow. They're able to hold more in their bladder. They're able to empty better um, and uh, uh, overall improve their urinary function. Now, the downsides of this uh, are that since we're scraping out part of the tissue, there's a risk of bleeding, uh, and there uh, is a change in sexual function. When when men climax, um, the semen that would normally be expelled from the body is no longer expelled, and it stays inside their urinary tract. And then the next time they pee, it gets peed out. That's really the biggest issue for men that are trying to preserve their fertility, younger men. Uh, And there are a lot of younger men that have these urinary symptoms. Um, And uh, older men that don't want any change in their uh, reproductive or urinary function. Um, And... uh, because of the risk of bleeding and change in sexual function that people have been trying to come up with alternatives to this option, to this treatment option. Um, Next came a laser treatment, which basically accomplishes a very similar goal, uh, but instead of resecting, it vaporizes some of the tissue. That has much lower risk of bleeding, and so that is also very, very popular. Both of these treatments we still offer. I still do on a very, very routine basis. This is pretty normal, routine urology treatments that we're talking about. But the reason I'm calling in today is because I wanted to talk about a newer treatment option that is available that I've been doing in the Butler area since early 2019 and have had really tremendous results with. Uh, and a lot of men are just now starting to hear about it through um, uh, either word of mouth, uh, I've treated almost 100 men in the Butler area now with this treatment, uh, and also some national marketing that has been put out by the company. And so more and more people are starting to hear about it. And so uh, I wanted to take a little bit of time here to talk about what it is and how it's different and this from other is, prostate treatments. This is called a Eurolift system, is that and right? this is Eurolift. Okay, Eurolift. Exactly. Okay, yes. so yeah, please explain so, what this is. Eurolift was um, invented uh, by a group of researchers that uh, they had some family members that were uh, having urologic issues, and they thought, surely there has to be a better way to treat BPH. And so they said, well, instead of cutting or charring or coagulating that tissue, uh, what if we simply lift it up and out of the way? And that's exactly what they were able to accomplish. Um, It's a minimally invasive treatment option uh, that is done either at the surgery center, in the hospital, or even some physician offices. And it's done through a small scope. And through this needle, through the scope, it deploys this little suture with a surgical clip on either side. And I compress the prostate tissue and lift it up and off of the prostatic urethra. By doing this, there's much lower risk of bleeding because we're not cutting tissue. There is no change in the actual bladder or prostate 
sphincter anatomy, and so you don't have any change in sexual function. Men heal much more quickly uh, because there is no cutting, resecting, or charring of the tissue. Most men can go home that day without a catheter. They're peeing on their own. There are no major long-term side effects. Um, Men recover very, very quickly. On average, uh, they are completely recovered in just about two weeks. Uh, And I tell all my patients over those two weeks, there really are no major activity restrictions. You know, everybody's busy and they're worried about, you know, taking time off from work or taking time off from doing things with their family. And with this treatment, all they need is a day or two around the time of the procedure, and they can go back to their usual activities. And so it doesn't impact their productivity or quality of life or function perioperatively as well. Uh, And that has really made a, a big difference for men. They also appreciate the fact that they can go home without a catheter. Uh, and that's, we have found another big uh, setback for men thinking about their postoperative recovery with either the TERP, the resection, or the laser procedure. They are worried about needing a catheter and temporarily. Now, all the men that have been through it, most will say in the end it was not a big deal. But men get nervous about any change to their body, and they don't like the thought of a catheter. And so if we can avoid one, we certainly try to do so. When you're talking about procedures, especially something when you're talking about the medical field, this being relatively new, even though you've been doing this now for some time, what do you tell individuals, men who ask you, is this too good to be true? What's the catch? It sounds like it's very simple compared to what we've been doing. Because I'm sure in the medical field there have been procedures that at first worked well and then later found that there needed to be some adjustments or, or maybe some complications. So can you talk about why you're so comfortable with the Eurolift system? Yes, and that really gets into a larger issue. And in urology, over the last 20 years, there's been a big push to try and find alternative treatments to the TERP or the laser procedure. And quite frankly, most of them have failed. And so a lot of urologists and a lot of patients have been very nervous to try anything else because they are used to trying something new and then having it last six months and then need to retreat the patient. What is different about this procedure is that they spent many, many years uh, in spending over $20 million just on research alone and not just their FDA um, uh, approval studies, but truly real-life studies to measure how well patients have done and measuring the risk and side effect profile. And so, you know, what we know is that uh, up to five years, and really the gold standard in BPH treatment is making sure the treatments last out to five years, uh, that this treatment uh, is successful for most men, and the retreatment rate is about 13%. So about 13% of men that would come have this minimally invasive treatment would still need something else done. Uh, That's a little bit higher than the transurethral resection of the prostate, uh, but not drastically higher. And what's really fantastic about this option is the fact that there is, um, it doesn't prevent men from having a different treatment done down the road. If they're one of those 13% that is not happy with their symptom improvement, we can still go back and offer them a TERP 
or a laser procedure or something else if they're interested. And so they have not burned any bridges by taking the least invasive approach. The other thing is, you know, we have thousands of patients that have gone before them that have really confidently given us the ability to say that this is a safe procedure and that it can last up to five years and, quite frankly, even longer. Have um, your, have your it, outcomes been good right here at the, the hospital within this area, Butler County? We have done extremely well. Um, the, uh, we're just shy of uh, 100 patients treated, um, and we track all of our outcomes. Uh, we use symptom scores um, to monitor the severity and bothersome, uh, the, the degree of bother of patient symptoms. Uh, and what we have found on average is we get about a 60% improvement in men's uh, uh, urinary uh, bother score, uh, which is really fantastic. Uh, nationally, this procedure averages around 50%. Uh, so we're just above average. Um, and because of our dedication to educating the patients and really incorporating this into a full BPH treatment pathway and really striving for excellence, um, uh, we are being recognized or will be recognized as a center of excellence here within the next couple of weeks, uh, which is really no easy feat. Um, uh, nationally in the country, there's uh, just about 3,000 urologists offering this procedure, I believe. Uh, and the last I heard, there's only about 170 centers of excellence. And so Butler County will be lucky to, uh, to be one of those. You mentioned that you treat ages, different age ranges. For the Eurolift system, do you recommend this for a particular age and up, or is this for any age? Uh, this is indicated for men uh, 45 years old uh, and older. Uh, there is no upper age limit. Um, the other main uh, 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 criteria in terms of FDA clearance are on prostate size, uh, and those are things that we evaluate when we see patients in the clinic. So patients don't need to worry about that. That'll be part of their decision-making process. Um, we can uh, treat men slightly younger uh, if we put them through the full evaluation and we diagnose them with the appropriate findings. But really, most men are over the age of 45 when they start having these symptoms. Dr. Anthony DiMatteo with Urology with the Butler Health System talking about the, well, in this moment, the Urolift system. Although, if you have a question, folks, about this particular system, this option, your options in general, gentlemen, then please call the, the hospital. Please make an appointment with Urology and make sure that y you stay healthy. Um, I know it's something that a lot of men shy away from. You, Dr. DiMatteo, have also said that. A lot of men shy away from this topic. But it's important to know that there are options and and you're so well-versed in what you do, and you're so easy to talk to, which I think also makes patients feel very comfortable having a doctor that they can talk to. Well, I appreciate that, and thank you very much. And I truly, I enjoy talking to men about this, and I, I think that's what makes the difference. I, I enjoy these conversations, and I enjoy the conversations with the patients after they're treated even more. Um, I uh, most recently uh, took care of uh, a man that was right around 60 with Parkinson's disease with severe urinary symptoms, and he had gotten to the point where he could not urinate. Uh, we treated him with Urolift, uh, and he is now urinating on his own, catheter-free. Uh, and he said, thank you for making me feel like a normal man again. And that is really, it's those moments that are so rewarding. 
because I have made such a big difference. I always like to stress to, to listeners that it's okay not to know, and that's why you ask the professionals. And, and I say that because I still remember one particular doctor was with the, the health system at the time, and I would go in every time I had an appointment with a list of questions. I mean, that's what I do for a living, right? That's, exactly. he, he joked with me about, where's your list of questions this time? But, but the, the point was is I didn't know, and I had questions to ask, and so I asked them. And so it's important as patients to ask you doctors, what do you mean by that? You know, can you explain that? What, what, you know, the terminology, I get lost in it. So it's okay not to know, but that's why we have you. So thank you very much for, for doing that. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave with us today? Uh, one, I, I really like empowering men so they make the decision that is right for them. Uh, and, you know, we've spent almost a half hour here talking about many different options. So, you know, it's really, I, in the end, it's the patient's decision about what they want treated and how they want it treated. Um, and there's a lot of great resources and educational materials out there. Um, if they go over to the Butler Health System website and navigate over to the Urology tab, uh, we have a lot of resources there along with a whole page dedicated just to Eurolift, actually, uh, because it is a newer procedure and people are just starting to um, become more familiar with it in the Butler area. Um, and then also they can go to Eurolift.com. There are a lot of great resources there and some videos um, and patient testimonials. Uh, and so really my, my parting words are to the men out there, you're not alone. Uh, there are things that we can do to make you better. Uh, and come talk to us. We'll be happy to see you. And at this point, I've lost count of how many new buildings you have. So <laughs> you're in the Technology <laughs> Drive area, uh, Suite 204. So it's 104 Technology Drive, Suite 204, of course, in Butler. The main line is 833-995-0121, folks, if you want to just call and make an appointment and go from there, or gentlemen, um, if you want that number again, it's 833-995-0121, or just call the hospital and you can make your appointment there. Dr. Anthony DiMatteo, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. It's been my pleasure. Thanks for taking the time out to talk to us. And folks, thank you very much for joining us for this segment of Let's Talk. Of course, you can always go online and listen to this program in its entirety once again. You go WISR680.com, pick programs, Let's Talk, and then look for the Butler Health System. I'm Tracy Morgan with Let's Talk. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.